We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 84, year 3. Today we're going to talk about the poker cheating scandal that rocked the poker world the last week. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, the upcoming NBA draft, my weekend poker, my Texas adventure, the Mouthpiece is next. What up? What up? Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 84. Um, unless you're living under a rock, uh, the poker world was rock with some serious allegations this week um, implicating Poker Go Player of the Year, implicating the all-time money winner in poker, and implicating many others. Uh, does this come as a surprise to me? No. Anybody who listens to my podcast will know that when um, Scott Ball was outed as cheating in our game 15 months ago, the guy who outed him named three or four of the top, all the pros that were implicated this week in the cheating scandal. Uh, I told everybody 15 months ago about it. I even told Daniel about it. And it was crickets for 15 months. Uh, I don't want to sound like I, I told you so because I'm not here to do that. I want accountability. So how do we get accountability? Um, I was told about Bryn Kenny. I was told about Ali Ismarek. I was told about Sam Soverall. I was told about Jake Schindler 15 months ago. Um, and here's the problem where I'm dealing. Now, I was going to have somebody come on the podcast today. I just asked him and, uh, he says he doesn't want to come on and to appreciate his privacy. Um, and so he was the one that gave me all the the info 15 months ago and now uh, because he is not doing well financially and people are staking him and uh, he decided that he doesn't want to come on and put his name under the bus uh, but I will tell you the things that he said to me and um the things that I already knew anyways. And it kind of sucks that he's not coming on, but, you know, it is a touchy situation where people who come on and they out people, I mean, they'll look great in the poker world, but they also worry about their bottom line and what it's going to cost them. And I respect their opinion, but, but pretty much, you know, what was said to me. So, 
You know, we're going to go back to a tweet that was put out in 2020, okay? And it said, it was uh, a reply to Lauren Roberts, and it said, how is it fun for everyone if play poker... Uh, fires those 25Ks when Bryn is giving 80% of the field a free roll and she has basically no chance to win. They are very okay with winning players as long as they get the main share. Lauren then responded, not sure who you are, but I don't fire 25Ks on GG. She hardly plays on there at all. Uh, might argue with your chance about of her winning, but agree the best of the best play those term limits, and I am not one of them. Um, as from what I was told, um, and from what I heard in the podcast, uh, Doug's podcast the other day, that she was playing the 25Ks, and that, you know, we heard that Doug, or, Bryn was multi-accounting and using her account. Uh, I find these to be pretty reliable. I wish, I don't want to speculate on things because I really don't know what's going on in the online world. I'm going to go back from what I know. In 2007, 2008, a group of top players were playing in a game at Full Tilt Poker, two four hundred PLO, and they were equity chopping Guy Liberté, who lost $60 million. At the time I found out, Justin Smith, who used to be a good friend of mine and is no longer my friend because he decided he was too good for everybody and he was going to treat people who cared about him like shit, he told me about this because we were best friends on his 21st birthday. Uh, and um, he uh, didn't want me to tell anybody. But I found out they were all equity chopping. And for all you guys that don't know what equity chopping is, is let's just say Gibraltar Liberté pots it on the five, six, seven, two diamond board. He's got eight, nine, ten. Another guy's got top two. Another guy's got the nut flush draw, right? And then they get it all in uh, for like 40000 50000 whatever it is, where they wouldn't call if they were using their own money. They, If they won the pot, <clears throat> they would have certain equity, and the people who lost the pot, whatever their equity is, they would get back after the money they put in. And basically, Guy had no chance because there was... That's why the games looked so good. It was like all in, all in, call, call. And there was four-way action every hand. And then they tried to say, well, that wasn't cheating because they play straight forward. And at the end of the hand, they show their equity. And then they had what was called an automatic transfer at full tilt in which you could transfer. So the guy puts 30,000 in his equity was 20% and they give him back 20% of the 30,000. But when it's all said and done, when you're equity chopping, 
the guy can't win. I mean, Guy Liberté couldn't have won if they played straight up. But unfortunately, they did everything to give themselves a better edge. I'm not going to bring up who those names were. But all you have to do is Google 2400 at Full Tilt Poker with Guy Liberté. And you'll know exactly who those players were. So when you see a six-handed PLO game with Guy in it, on um, there's plenty of them that you can archive that are on the on the um, the computer. And uh, whoever you see all the time playing with Guy, they were all the people uh, equity chopping, uh, and quite a few big names in there. So at the time, that was you know pretty big. High stakes, what I I felt cheating scandal. I talked to Barry Greenstein about it. He said it's a hundred percent cheating, uh, because I was with Full Tilt at the time. I, it wasn't my. I I, I I mean, I said a lot of things in public, but you know, not in the public forum. And maybe I should have said more things about it. I I just felt it was wrong. So. You know, that was, uh, again, you know, I hear Doug Polk say, well, uh, I don't advise anybody to play high stakes poker right now in 2022. Well, I've been saying this for 14 years. I mean, when they sit there and murder people at a 7-Eleven for 40 bucks, what do you think they're going to do when they have an open invitation to steal millions? We had Russ Hamilton steal $22 million and uh, with the ultimate bet scandal. Um, and I was pretty uh, oblivious to really what was going on until really 2010. This is when I went all out. Everybody's cheating online. You're crazy to play high-stakes poker online. Now, nobody's cheating in the mid-stakes games, but we're talking about, like, big and I got a lot of shit from from a lot of top players. You're trying to hurt full, you're trying to hurt online poker by saying everybody's cheating, blah blah blah. But I have had two losing months in 26 years playing poker. One probably between 15 to 20 million dollars. Yet I played online and I lost 4 million dollars. Okay? Now can I prove I was being cheated? No. Um, I have a good feel for when I was cheated. Most of the times, it was me staying up, playing too many games for 24, 36 hours, getting tired and playing bad. You know, I take responsibility for that. But there is times I was cheated. You know, I got cheated out of a million with the Ross Hamilton thing, uh, with Ultimate Bet. Um, and there, there's quite a other, there's a few other know iffy situations uh but in 2010 full tilt sent me to um to uh uh brazil in sao paulo uh, for a big tournament this is when brazil was just starting to tap into poker me gus mike Mizrachi went down there and uh it was our job to be the face of full tilt uh, I mean, I brought Mike with me. It was basically me and Gus going down there. And the night before the the main tournament started in Brazil, uh, we took an hour and 20-minute drive 
to this mansion on the ocean. It's beautiful. We had a big pre-tournament party, lots of girls, lots of guys. It was fun. It was really good. But as they were showing me around this place, I was taken to a room upstairs that was probably uh, is big as the Aria poker room, maybe bigger. And in this room, there was approximately six rows of computers, fifty about 300 computers and laptops and, and, and monitors. And I said, well, what is this for, right? He's like, oh, we teach people how to play online poker tournaments here. Now, I'm not a fucking idiot. As soon as I went up there, I said, these guys are all playing tournaments on different IPs. They're putting 300 people in. They're trying to get people who know what they're doing. They're trying to get a stack. The buy-in, 300 people times 200 is what, 6,000? Yeah, 6,000. And uh, you get a bunch of people to play, make stacks. You dump them off to the people. I mean, first place in these tournaments were a quarter million dollars in these uh, Sunday millions at Poker Stars, Sunday millions at Full Tilt. Uh, now, I'm not, I don't know how they did, but it was pretty obvious that this was a. I don't know if you want to call it bot farm. That's probably not the word for it. But these guys were all in cahoots to basically cheat online. Of course, I went somewhat public with it. You know, where there wasn't uh, uh, people didn't jump on Twitter at the time and talk about things. Uh, back then, it was right when kind of Twitter was first started to take off. First was like, I think, 2007. It didn't really get big till around 2010, but even then, if you guys remember right, uh, they used to, uh, Twitter was just a place to, uh, people would uh, reach out to you, how you, and they wanted to just talk to you. You talked about how you were doing in poker, where now it's become a cesspool for negativity and uh, you know political discourse, and it's a pretty awful place now. So... But I was very vocal about this to the people who ran Full Tilt. And, you know, to me, this is a very, uh, this is a very red, a very bad spot for poker because I know if these people were doing it, how many other people are doing it. So I just wanted to bring that up because I wanted the people to understand uh, what I feel are, are the two beside the ultimate debt scandal. You know, two of the bigger cheating scandals uh, that I know of. Again, people will question the equity chopping, uh, but most of the top people I talk to feel it was cheating. And again, I don't need to bring those names up. Just just Google Guy Liberté 2400 PLO Full Tilt, and you'll see the five people who are playing with them every day. And you guys can make your own conclusions on that. So now let's go forward to what's going on here. So three years ago, um, 
Daniel got uh, involved with GG Poker and was telling me how great the games are and all the top players made 10, 5 to 10 million last month. Brent Kinney made 10 million. Jason Kuhn made 10 million. Jake Schindler made 12 million. Ollie, whatever. Whatever. He threw all these numbers out at me. And the first thing I said to him was, Daniel, you don't make 10 million in a month playing online poker unless something, you know. And of course, you know, Daniel's like, uh, there's nothing to worry about. Don't accuse my friends or of cheating. You go, you know, and so I'm like, okay, Daniel, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm just saying that you don't show up and just make 10 million every month playing poker because the best players in the world, let's just say the Bren Kinney's of the world, the Ali is the Alex Foxons, the, Donnie Peters, the J- J- Jason Coons uh, are all better than me. Okay. They're this much better than me. Let's just say there are no limit games at 10, mine's an eight. It would take 10 years to show the difference in talent. When you see, and I'm not talking about just one year, okay? Because people go on one year runs. But when you see multiple people, going on runs that are so much out of the realm, something's not right. And so I knew right away when Daniel told me all this money these people were making that something was wrong, you know? And I voiced my opinion. Now we fast forward to 15 months ago. Um, 15 months ago, a guy who called me uh, to say, listen, I am a cheat. This man literally says, I am a cheat, but I want these people to go down. He said, this is what Scott Ball did, blah, 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 which I talked about on my podcast twice. And then he brought up certain names. He brought up Brent Kinney. He brought up Ali Mark. He brought up Sam Soberall. He brought up Jake Schindler and told me there's much money, many more. And they are all using RTA and they are, a lot of them are also multi-accounting where they're all playing in the same games in these nosebleed games at GG Poker. I believed him because when you come out and you say, I'm a cheat, I am a piece of shit, but I want this guy to go down because he fucked me out of all this money, which is what he did with Scott Ball. And he basically brings up all these other guys and told me, It goes way, way deeper, Mike. You know what I'm saying? I believe them. And so I texted Daniel 
Remember, me and Daniel are pretty good friends. We, we, me and Daniel talk. We text a couple times a week. I mean, we're not as close as we used to be. We have a a lot of philosophical differences, and but we we're, we're friendly. We're you know we're not the best friends we used to be. But I, me and Daniel, I consider Daniel one of my one of my top ten best friends. I mean, we get along fine. And I had texted him fifteen months ago. I said, "Do you know about what?" RTA is. And he said, yes. And I said, well, I have a very, very, very solid lead that these guys are multi-accounting and using RTA. And he said, well, we just started cracking down on all of this and it's being taken care of. Now, I didn't say nothing at the time because I felt that uh, it's being taken care of. That's fine. But in my mind, I was thinking to myself, why why did you wait 15, a year and a half? Because I, I, three years when I told him when I felt something was wrong when he told me all the money everyone was making to then address the RTA situation. Uh, in my mind, I, I wish he would have done that. They would have done that earlier. But, you know, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They did it. So when I brought this up, at the within a month after or before, when he said they just started doing it, all these guys were kicked off of GG Poker. Um, Bren Kenny, who had a big GG Poker deal, I don't know if he was making two million a week, like the one guy on Doug's podcast said. It's it's possible, you know. Uh, I believe everything that Martin said about the whole entire when there's an overlay, get people in the dump, you know, because he was getting so much of the rake, and I mean, it makes sense, you know what I'm saying? And I don't think he was lying now. That guy was fucking baked as fuck. And he was all over the place. So anybody who reads people for a living has to question a little bit of that guy Martin's credibility. Now, again, I do believe that what he was saying about Bren Kinney and stuff, uh, most of it was true. But a lot of the bullshit with the shaman and the you got to eat right or you can't be and and then the 40K and I mean, like how many people had access to that box? Oh, why wasn't the 40K in the box? Oh, I put the 40K in the box. Oh, if I didn't, we all had 300K bankrolls at one time to be, st- I don't know, it just sounded all like bullshit to me, most of it. But like I said, I was informed 15 months ago about all these people that were cheating on GG. Now, 60 accounts were dissolved 15 months ago and their money was seized and uh, the rest is history. But here's my problem. And I know Daniel is probably going to go berserk on me for this. Uh, 
and I hope he understands that I am not trying to hurt him in any way when I say this. But there needs accountability. I asked him, why, when you knew about this 15 months ago, did you not go public? And he says, well, because of his position in the company, he's not allowed to comment on people's accounts. Okay, that's fair. I get it. He gets paid a lot of money by them. He is an owner with GG. I get it, you know. Okay, I get he doesn't want to go public with all these accounts and people. But when you have the top overall money winner, the Poker Go Player of the Year, two other of the top, all they're all in top 10 money winner, with proof of cheating. Why didn't he go forward with these people a year ago. And maybe it would have saved people a lot of money. I saw Kristen McNell and Alex Fox say, well, they lost a million and a half in those cash games. How much were they cheated out of? See what I'm trying to say? So uh, there has to be some kind of accountability. And again, I'm not saying that Daniel did anything wrong because I'm not. But... When you have a substantial financial interest in a company, which Daniel does, and something like this happens, I just feel it's his obligation to have outed these people. Kind of like when the big scandal went down with Ultimate Bet. People were blaming Phil. Phil addressed it. Phil cleared his name. I knew Phil had nothing to do with it. You know, but he went public and addressed it. So far, Daniel hasn't addressed anything. I'm expecting him to very shortly. Um, and uh, it's it sucks for poker. But, you know, you hear, I heard Alex Foxton, I heard Jason Kuhn, I heard somebody else say, well, we all knew about them all being banned and kicked off a of GG a year ago. Well, I'm going to ask, I'm going to say out to all these people that said that this week, why did they keep quiet about it? Why? They didn't know, they don't have ownership of GG. Why did all these poker go top pros who knew about all these guys cheating on GG? not go public with it. Why were they allowed to be uh, uh, put in the higher echelon of poker? The best, the all-time money winner, the greatest ever, this guy, they Ollie crushing the poker go tournaments, Jake Schindler crushing the poker, when they all knew they were kicked off of fucking GG. I'm just trying to say is for seven, six years, seven years, six years since a year after my injury, I have fucking put my blood, sweat and tears into getting myself back on my feet, 
repaying people, doing everything that's right, becoming a better person. Yet, all these people were scamming everyone for millions of dollars and were being glorified as these great, great players. And I'm sure they are great players. You know? And the people that do things right, people like me, people like Scotty, uh, people like, I mean, I can name so many, you know, that's the you know, go through, they struggle. We Because everybody in poker goes through points where they struggle. And I just don't understand how there's no accountability for this. Uh, I'm not saying, you know, Rob Young right now is putting together a, a pretty big uh, uh, group of people to find a way to blacklist cheaters. Now, going forward... Yes, I believe cheaters, anybody caught cheating even once going forward, once that task force or whatever is put together, should be blackballed and kicked out for life because they know what the consequences are. Now, people who have cheated in the past, all these things that have come up in the last week, I think you could give them a two-year ban for their roles uh and if they get caught again it becomes a lifetime ban that's my opinion i don't feel that because there's nothing together right now that you just say you're banned for life um i do believe in second chances uh i do believe in redemption we've all made mistakes and i believe that uh redemption is uh pretty important and so that's my my take on the whole situation um i reached out to brig kenny i left him a message and said if he wants to come on the podcast i'm kind of gonna would treat him like um like postal you know i let him talk let him tell his side of the story not ask uh what's that I got to get high first. Yeah, like I I did get high with Postal because he was so full of shit. It was a joke. All the shit coming out of his mouth. Uh, And and then you guys make up your own decision. Because if he goes on like Doug Polk's podcast or any, they're going to ask him all these tough questions, whatever. I'm not there to ask him tough questions. I'm there for him to say whatever he feels happened. Uh, tell his side of the story and for you guys, the listeners to listen to what he has to say, listen to his side of the story and decide if you think he's telling the truth or he's not. That's basically the way the world works. See right now it's always innocent until proven guilty, right? Not guilty until proven innocent. Bring Kenny doesn't have to come on and prove his innocence. He has to come on and tell his side of the story. Um, what he believes happened. And then you guys have to decide is the guy that was high as fuck and all over the map the other day, telling the truth who couldn't even put two sentences together or is bring Kenny telling the truth. Okay. Now we know about the guys that were kicked off of GG. There needs to still be accountability. It took Ali Ismerick 
looking at somebody's fucking hole cards, then using that to leverage a guy in the next hand for people to say, well, we always knew Ollie was a cheat. He was kicked off of GG Poker a year ago. Well, we know all the people that were kicked off GG Poker. Daniel says he's not allowed to to, to uh, comment on people's accounts. Well, of those 60, okay, now he said there's a lot of them that could be innocent, that there's no, we, even though they were kicked off, there's no proof. But I guarantee you, of those 60, there's 20 that there's proof because they confiscated all their money. I mean, the minimum of 20, maybe 30, maybe 40. When is GG Poker going to put out the names of this group of people that were kicked off for multi-accounting and using RTA to the public? That's all I'm asking for. I'm asking for accountability. I don't want to hurt Gigi's poker brand because I think they're doing a great job. I think they're doing well, cutting down on the cheaters. I think they are have done everything well um, with um, their brand. So... Why is there not accountability? And I could say straight out, Daniel should be held accountable for this and out these people's names. But that's up to you guys. Daniel said, with his part of the business and what he's involved, he can't comment on other people's account. I respect his opinion for that. But the people in the higher-ups must be able to tell Daniel, these are the people that were kicked off for cheating. These are the people they know for sure. And if they are top names in poker, they need to be outed. That's my take on the entire situation. Uh, If uh, anybody has a different take, you guys can call them in. And tell me what your take is on it, because we're about ready to take live phone calls. So if you want to call me and weigh in on your thoughts on the situation, give me a call. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. 702-329-0480. Give me a call. Let me know your thoughts on the entire scandal. 
your thoughts on the guy who was on Doug's podcast the other day. And uh, we could talk. 702-329-0480. So, um, I think I laid out a pretty good, um, a pretty good uh, opinion of what I think has happened, and uh, it, it's it's pretty sad because, man, like I said, they, yeah, it is what it is. Well, to the mouthpiece, this is Mike. What's going on? Yo, yo. Hey, lower lower your volume, man. Hello? What's going on? How's it going? Who's this? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yep. Oh, hi. It's it's Daniel from uh, from Mexico. Hey, buddy. How are you, man? Hi. hi. Good. I'm good. How, how, how's how's it going with you? It's going good, man. Uh, still going good down there. You're in Mazatlan, yeah, right? So yeah, I'm in Mazatlan. Yeah, so I thought. Okay. I I would love to be able to travel, but I'm unvaccinated. And uh, it makes it difficult, but if we could talk I, about that. I thought that. they got rid of all those vaccine mandates everywhere. Well, yeah, but the thing is, I can't try. As far as I know, I can't travel to the United States that's, unless I'm back. That's not true. You could travel to the United States. You don't need to be vaxxed. When did, when did they change that? Okay. All, you I, need, I, I, all you need to do is, is show, because uh, when we were in Mexico, we had a person come to our house. They swabbed us. They said we don't have COVID. When you do, all you have to do is show you don't have COVID, and you can go right back to the United States. Not, no vax, no nothing. But you do need to get a COVID test to get back on a plane in the United States, which is no big deal. It costs us okay, like forty well, bucks a piece. I, I've been following it through through the government sites and whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not so much interested in trying to get to Las Vegas from Mexico yeah. as I am with my res- respect to getting back to Canada, and I. I'm absolutely. I'm well, getting back to Canada. Canada doesn't let anybody in without because Canada's a bunch of communists. You got a bunch. They might as well be North Korea. They're not a free country anymore. Yeah, my my country is a disgrace. Uh, they are disgrace. They're a disgrace. What they what they did to those truckers are such so disgraceful that I, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, Canada yeah. is Canada is not is a communist country now. It's not a free country. It's disgraceful. Yeah, it's, it's uh, global world leaders. Uh, close uh, Schwab has penetrated Listen, the, the government. I <laughs> I told everybody I'm writing a book called Poker, Pain, and Politics: How All Three Made Me a Better Person. I'm also writing a book called Power: How the Governments of the World Conspired to Take Unlimited Power from the People in in um, in their quest to to control the world and uh that is another book i'm writing because this is what they've done good for you good for you do you just consider yourself to be a libertarian i i would say i'm libertarian a lot people will say i'm i'm on the right far but i'm not on the right far i mean i used to be 80 percent on the right when i knew nothing about politics and i think i'm five to eight degrees right of center uh, but uh, hang on, I got it. I'm just gonna answer, hang this up. Um, and um, but but yeah, I'm more libertarian. I'm very liberal on social issues. Uh, but I'm uh, I I don't want uh, 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 I don't want 
government in my life. I think government, I think the governments of the world are fucking evil as fuck. So, um, and, and I do believe in my heart that this was all done on purpose. Then they were going to put the vaccine out that they've been uh, experimenting in since 2002. So it's, 20 years of this vaccine. That's why when people say, oh, it's an unproven vaccine that was rushed through. No, it wasn't. They've had this vaccine since SARS 2002 for 20 years. I believe, I mean, I, I, I've said it on my show many times. I'll stick through it to the day I die. I don't just believe it. I know it. My gut tells me everything. I believe that COVID was put on the world on purpose to get Trump out of office because he was a threat to all uh, the all the corrupt billionaire people that run the world, and um, they knew he couldn't lose, so they went with uh, door number four, release COVID on the world. We have a vaccine that gets Trump out of office. The vaccine is then announced two weeks after the election. By June 1st, there's a 1,000 cases in the country, and COVID is gone. They then are able to use the vaccine passports and vaccine mandates to have a computer imprint of everybody in the world. And then they know where everybody is at all times. And then they control everybody's life. And that was going to be their new world order and their plan. And unfortunately, the new variants broke off. They were sure when the new variants broke off that this vaccine would cover it. That's why for like six to eight months after the first COVID was gone and there were new variants, they were still pushing vaccine mandates, vaccine passports for a vaccine that didn't work. And the American people are not stupid. They bought into it and their entire diabolical plan of having control over everybody in the whole world went to shit. And that's where we stand right now. Now, you could believe me or you don't have to believe it, but this is what happened. Well, well, the the, the big dirty fact is that there's never been a successful um, uh, against the the coronavirus. There's never been a vaccine in history Mm -hmm. that worked against any coronavirus. So Mm -hmm. they they sold this this whole vaccine thing on a lie. Well, absolutely. It was all about it was all about getting you. To, to vaccinate and then register that you're vaccinated or you can't go anywhere. They were going to use this to complete, to take complete power and control of everybody's lives in the world. And um, yeah. God bless that this didn't happen. And, uh, and now, and, and the funny part, here's the thing, you know, and there's so much to talk about. I don't really want to, you know, touch too much on this today because we have a lot of callers. But here's the thing. We have a new variant that's spreading. All the mass mandates were taken off the planes, everything. No mass mandates everywhere. Well, I knew this. Jeff Madsen knew this. Christy McNell, Alice Fox knew this. All the people, Matt Glantz knew this. All the people with common sense knew that wearing a piece of cloth face diaper over your face does nothing. Fauci in 2019 laughed about it. They took the video down off YouTube where he laughed about masks, says, oh, no, the only way to masks are just a, 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 a safety blanket. They do zero and uh, you need to exercise vitamin D and eat right. 
to avoid getting a virus. They threw all three of those talking points out the window and they went with mass, 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 vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. When they knew it was bullshit. Mike? Yeah. Mike, during the WSOP in in the fall last year, Mm -hmm. right in the middle of the tournament, the the American government uh, allowed vax people into the into the tournament or to travel into the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the very end. Yeah, because it gave it gave the the um, the main event a bit of a boost there because Correct. all of these people from Europe could come over. Yeah. Okay, so between then and now, when 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 was when did they get it to the point where unvaxxed people could come in? Uh, you mean? I, I mean, it's been for a while now. I mean, you just I mean, even in February when I was in Cabo, it was just all you had to do is show proof of uh, take a COVID test before the day before you fly out, which, I, which, by the way, I thought was stupid. I'm like, so wait a minute. I'm taking this COVID test on Sunday afternoon, and I'm flying out on Monday. Uh, I can just go to the bars, party all night. Why can't I get COVID then? It's so It made no sense. Another bullshit thing made no sense, you know? So, um, yeah. listen. Nothing has changed. It's so funny. I see uh, Cliff Josephy, really nice, good friend of mine, really like him a lot, but he's on the far left, okay? And I see him put out a post, oh, I'm on the plane, no mask, oh, things are wonderful. Um, Cliff, when we were talking about no mask for the last year and a half, it was like, wear your mask or you're going to kill people. Because that was the narrative the left was pushing on the fucking corrupt media. Nothing has changed. See, even my people on the left that follow my show right now, they're going to sit there and think nothing has changed. Okay, so we're down to 500 people dying right now in the United States. Cases are just where they are. This new variant is, is even less deadly. The only reason we shut down things was to... Stop the hospitals for being overrun. Two weeks to slow the spread so the hospitals don't get overrun. Well, you know what? No hospital's ever been overrun. No hospital's been ever close to being overrun. Yet they took away two years of lives from people. They took away two years of lives from these young kids, forcing two-year-olds, three-year-olds to wear masks on a plane, kicking them and their parents off the plane. This is the most disgusting thing that ever happened in the United States. I got other calls coming in. I got to talk about this cheating scandal yeah. a lot. But, I yeah, pre- but what about what about forcing all the people to take vaccinations, which uh, have undisclosed uh, injuries? It's an absolute I mean, disgrace. People under the age of 40 in good shape are way more likely to die from the vaccine than they are from COVID. What they've done to these kids, forcing 18, all these college kids, you can't go to college this year unless you're vaccinated. Why? Why? They have almost 0%. They, they're 10 to 1 more likely to die in a car accident on their way to college than they are from COVID, these young kids. It's a disgrace. It's something that, I, that will be in my book, Power, and it'll talk about what, they, what, what, these, what these scumbags of the world did to this fucking world. All right, my man. I gotta go. I gotta talk about this but other things. Shakespeare said, "There's something rotten in Denmark." It's true. It sure <laughs> is. Take care, my man. Okay, Thanks. Nice Be talk. safe down there. Nice Later. Seven zero two three two nine zero four eight zero.
Let's talk about, uh, hey, yeah, we can talk about Pearson, Phil's head up match, what you guys think of uh, how that he acted towards Phil and what, and what, uh, how you think Phil acted towards him. Uh, yeah, my ADD sucks, Todd. That's just the way it is. I just have to live with it. You know what I mean? Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. What's going on? Hey, Mike, it's Charlie. Charlie, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. My Charlie Charlie from my home game, Charlie? Yep. What's up, buddy? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. So I I didn't like your take on this Martin guy being banned from every casino and something. I saw it on Twitter. So why do you think that if the whistleblower should be banned, do you think that that might discourage other people from... Well, I'm a, that's a that's a like good this? point. That's a very good point. Now, I'm not saying that he should be banned, okay? I am saying that he admitted to cheating, okay? And yeah. listen, if you're a whistleblower and you come out and you say, I know these guys were cheating, blah, 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 because I was part of it, uh... I would like an anonymity. I would like to be, you know, uh, you know, they like they do in court. Like you get a, a deal, uh-huh. you speak about this person, and we won't charge you, right? So, I don't believe he should be banned. Uh, I mean, he comes out, he exposes people. That's good, but I, I again, just like with these other people, you can't give them a lifetime ban. I think you could give them a year or two years. You know, and anybody coming forward who is caught cheating then gets a lifetime ban. Because once it's out there that there's a committee put together and if you cheat, you are put in the black. It's kind of like the Vegas, you know, in your black book. You know, you cheat in the casino. Yeah. You get black, black, kick, you know, black book. You know what I'm saying? And the first time they'll kick you out. And the second time, you know, you'll get on the black book. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe I, I shouldn't have gone that far by saying that. Uh, I, I I do agree that people who blow the whistle, there needs to be a little bit of, uh, uh, you can't just say kick him out for, you're right. I was a little bit emotional when I said that, and uh, you you're, you are right about that, you know. So uh, it's just, the thing, like I said, that bothers me the most about the whole thing is not that this was exposed. It's the fact that I knew about it 15 months ago. I knew about it three years ago. And and they let all these people win tens and tens of millions of dollars and and nobody gives a fuck, you know? This, this, there needs to be some accountability. I just, I, I, I feel like like Daniel needs to address it in some way. Uh Again, I'm not blaming Daniel. He told me that because of, of, of his part in the company, he can't, he can't, um, go, you know, uh, talk about I accounts. I believe in capitalism. But he needs to have the people who run GG uh, expose these names of these 60 people that were kicked off a year ago. And... It, yeah, there's 20 of them. Nobody knows, whatever. They don't need to be in the public. But 
whoever of those names are big names in poker, there needs to be accountability. That's all. Right. Yeah, and just to let them go on for that long, like Ali and Servich and Jake Schindler, like I kind of looked up to those guys and thought like they were good for poker. They had a, or at least Ali had a little bit of personality, won a bunch of things, and seemed just like a good guy. So I was, I was real disappointed to find out all these allegations and that he had actually been banned from GG for a while. And well, that's the thing is, I do you remember? You remember I told you uh, fifteen months ago when the uh, we kicked the guy uh, when the guy that 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 started all the shit, you know, ended up cheating in our game and and then the guy who exposed him told me about this RTA and all these top pros. He told me there was like 30 or 40 of them and he named like three or four of the names. And I, and I, and again, I went to Daniel about it. I said, what do you know about RTA? I don't even, I've never heard of this, you know? And then, uh, I, uh, some of the very top people that you play in the poker go are, are implicated in this. And uh, he says, oh, well, we're, we're cracking down on it and it's being taken care of now. Well, they did crack down on it at the time when I brought it up. But they, like Alex Fox has said, well, we, 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 we knew that Ali and Schindler and whatever else, Savaral, whoever else you name, were kicked off of GG. Are you really? You guys all knew this, but you didn't want to go public with it? You see, that's all I'm trying to say, you know? You got people that are making tens of millions of dollars that people are watching poker go, and they're all looking up to these guys, and they they want to be these, and they and these guys are all cheating, not all of them, but you know what I'm saying, a few of them, and it, it's just a bad look for poker, and maybe they thought it was never going to come out, you know, and I, I mean I knew about it 15 months ago. I I don't have a big enough voice. I'm not around it to have dropped the names that were dropped in the last week, but the names that were dropped in the last week were the names that were dropped to me 15 months ago. So it's definitely true, okay? It's just definitely true. So because those were the names that were dropped to me 15 months ago. So again, I think Daniel will do the right thing. He'll he'll get a statement by that'll be put out as far as, by him and GG Poker, and uh, they will. Uh... Now remember, I'm not GG. They cracked down on these people. Did they? Should they have cracked down on them sooner? Where like Party Poker uh, and Poker Star stopped people from using RTA a year and a half before GG did. Uh, do I now remember GG was just a startup company, so uh, you can't really. You can blame them, but you can also understand, you know, it took them a while to get the software, what they needed to do to, to, to stop these people from using this stuff. And uh, so they did take care of it. I think it should have been done a year and a half earlier. It would save people tens of millions of dollars. Like I heard one guy lost $60 million playing on GG, you know, and uh, Bryn Kenny was playing God knows how many accounts in that game. Uh, how many people were being ghosted? How much of the $60 million did the guy get cheated out of? You see what I'm saying? There needs to be accountability. Yeah. There needs to be these. We have proof. These guys were playing in the same game. This was being done. They need to be outed for everything. And then GG needs to just be transparent. I think it'll happen. Should have already happened. Uh, and then we'll go from there. You know what I'm saying? But uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, 
you know, again, I'm not knocking Daniel. I hope that anybody thinks I'm going against Daniel or knocking him. I'm just saying as the main man with, with GG who knew about this for over a year and there was like seven months ago, somebody told me that Daniel knows all the names but doesn't want to go public. And I'm like, well, why doesn't he want to go public? And I was like, well, he's worried about it hurting the GG brand. But this hurts it way, way worse than if they would have came public a year ago. If he comes public a year ago, how does that hurt the GG brand? Hey, we cut down on these guys. We caught them cheating. They've been kicked off. These guys are bad people in the poker world. We're on top of it. And that would have been the end of it, right? Yeah, and GG banning those 40 people and not releasing the names, I think that definitely reflects poorly on GG. Yeah, it was 60 people, by the way. Oh, 60 people. Yeah. So, anyways, so that's my take on it. And uh, I got to take some other calls, Charlie. Uh, I love you, buddy. And uh, I hope you're still doing good playing. Uh, All right. Talk to you later. Take care. Later. My man, my man Charlie plays in my home game. If you guys want to play in my home game, two hundred fifty bucks in chips, two hundred fifty for two hundred. Email mouthpoker at yahoo dot com, mouthpoker at yahoo dot com, and uh, come play an hour a day with me. One two PLO one two no limit. Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. What's going on? Mike, what's going on, man? This is yep. Todd from Tampa. Hey, what's going on, buddy? How's it going? Good, good. So why didn't you play in the heads-up match? So uh, I was going to play, and uh, I um, I had a seat, and I just decided that at the last second that I'm doing really well. Well, I, I guess the main reason why... I, was the day before I had to give them a yes or a no? I lost fifteen thousand in a in a in a uh, in a uh, live game. I didn't play well, and my brain was a little off. Um, and I don't know if you you listen to the podcast and know a lot about me, but I I deal with a lot of mental illness where when my brain's off, I. I normally take days off, and I have to t- deal with taking a lot of medications because of my injury. Uh, and so a lot of times my brain, brain chemistry ain't right. And that day I lost 15,000. I played terrible. So my brain chemistry wasn't right. So I didn't feel like putting up 25,000 playing against the best players in the world if I'm not 100% right. So that's why I didn't play. Wow. Yeah. It takes a lot of uh, courage to come out and, and say that, man. Yeah. I well, but, but, but look, I want to I want to say I want to say this, Mike. Good luck to you in the World Series. Thank you, man. I've always been a fan of you. Thank You're you. Very transparent, and I can identify with that. Yeah. But I was looking at this video with this Martin kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm glad you. Yeah. What's and your opinion the on this? First thing that after I watched it, I said to myself, "This guy who was backed by Bryn Kenny mm-hmm. did not have one good thing." to say about that man correct now what why know, why is that ulterior motive correct he's got ulterior motive correct so immediately i don't want to listen to nothing he fucking has to say correct i didn't want to you know what i mean i cut him off i he said straight out he was so all over the place yeah he was high as fuck okay but when you're high 
because I've been I get high at nighttime because it helps with my pain. Yeah. When you're well, high, you kind of you 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 see through the box and you you speak kind of what's on your mind. Okay? And you speak but but this guy was all over the place. Like Doug would lead him with a question. He's like, "Well, let's talk." Doug would say, "Let's talk about this that you talked about." And then he would say, "Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah." Um, and then Doug would say, "You told me this happened." And then he would say, "Oh yeah, I did say that." And and then he would run a story right, right. based on Doug's repeating the question, and when he did it, it was so all over the place that I'm telling you right now, half the things he was saying, I just don't believe. It just was so. Well, if, Mike, if someone if someone came to me about you and y'all had been friends for four or five years and you had backed him in high stakes and he couldn't say one thing good, yeah, you got ulterior motives. I cut you off. I don't want to listen to you. It's yeah, bullshit. no, it definitely. I would have to say, it, 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 listen, because this is what. This is kind of what happened with the guy who who outed Scott uh, uh, 15 months ago. He was owed $104,000, and Scott stiffed him for it, and he told me, you know, Mike, I'm a cheat. I fucking cheated here. I cheated there. I used RTA. I did all this on GG. I did it with all these people. I can name big, big names in poker that are cheating. He goes, I don't want sympathy. I just want Scott to go down for what he did to, for, for all the money cheating he did okay he admitted he's a cheat right now his wow. ulterior motive was because scott didn't pay him right so he's like fuck you you didn't pay me i'm gonna fucking destroy you well obviously sure. bren kenny didn't pay this guy we don't know how much and so he decided he's yeah. gonna go out and tell him all the things that bren kenny did you know and i there was a lot. There was a lot of things he said where you could tell that he was telling the truth. Okay, because sure. if sure. And, and this is why I, I, I tweeted out anybody who's a poker player that knows how to read for a living. Yeah, could I read. I totally agreed with you. That. Could read what the guy yeah. is talking about when he's telling the truth and when he's not. Just like I used to tell people all the time, when Trump talked, I knew every time he was telling the truth and every time he was lying. They have something called a duping delight, okay? Where they where they start like the Martin guy. He'll talk, then he'll start to look down. He'll talk, he wouldn't look straight in the camera, his eyes go left. That's when you're yeah. being dece deceitful. And if you read yeah. the guy's book by the FBI agent on Book of Tells, you, he talks about duping delight and about when you So you get you get a real good feel when the guy's telling the truth. There was a lot of things that guy was saying that were definitely lies, but as yeah, far no as doubt. as far as the the staking goes, as far as the uh, get in here because we had this overlay, uh, dump chips, and I'll, I'll re-enter you. Uh, I mean, that makes a, l a lot of sense when you're getting a big part of the rake and there's an overlay, and so Mike, a yeah. With your history of playing online on full tilt and everything, have mm -hmm. you ever cheated? Never. Matter of fact, never. Matter of fact, when you and a buddy, you and a buddy were never. at the same tournament. We were playing. We were one time playing two four hundred Omaha eight, 
He was playing on my on my uh, regular computer. I was laying in bed in my yeah. laptop, and he yeah. raised he raises me on the river, and I look at him. I go, "What you got, motherfucker?" And he'd yeah, be like, yeah. "We've all done and, that." But he goes, he, I, he, goes he goes, guy? he goes to me, he goes, "Put in four hundred, and I'll tell you." But I never once, we never once looked at each other's cards or played when we were in the same room or did anything where I could have put my laptop right next to him. We could have looked at eight cards and how they got to beat us. But I, and people do that all yeah. the time. I tell people all the time when you're playing Omaha, if uh, in a six hand, six max PLO game, if you know eight of the cards, you you don't have to do anything but play ABC poke you straightforward. How could they, how are they going to beat you when you can see eight out of the t- eight out of the twenty four cards? You know what I'm saying that's why when you hear Brent them talking about Brent Kenny and he was multi accounting in PLO games and these nosebleed PLO games, it doesn't matter if you got if you can look at two spots they can't win. So uh, it's why I've always been against high stakes poker online. Uh, it's just too easy to cheat. But nope. One thing I can never do is I can never, ever steal a quarter from anybody. This is me. I'm a very honorable per- person. I've made mistakes in my I life. I borrowed money uh, that I paid back most of it, but I still owe a little bit. And it's um, I've made mistakes, but uh, as far as cheating or stealing from anybody, I'd I'd rather I'd rather die. Well, most people. Don't. Or fans of yours, we've watched you play live for years. We know you ain't got to cheat. You're Mike no. the Mouth, man. No, I don't. Not only do I not got to cheat, I I just wouldn't. I I literally would rather be broke. I couldn't live with myself if I cheated anybody. I just I don't. Exactly. I just couldn't. And the funny thing is, back in the day, I used to always think everyone was ethical like me. But you know, listen, most poker players are good. But you know, Phil gets really mad when I say this, but. I said, Phil, you don't even play poker no more. You're a businessman. You play at the World Series. You play some Poker Go events. I said, poker players are scumbags. I'm like, they will do whatever it takes for the better angle of themselves. They will poker. angle shoot you. They will fight to get that last seat in a good game. They will do whatever it takes to get into a private game. Okay, even if that right. means to discredit you, who's already in a private game, to better themselves. Okay. That's so what they will no do. No one feels so well like you do. How is it so easy to get in his head? How did person just like how? Why, how was it so easy? To that get, was easy. How how they got how the guy got in Phil's head? You mean? So easy. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Phil told me after he lost, he called me and he said, you know, all the things the guy did and everything, and he goes. But it's on me to let a guy, a rank amateur, get under my skin like yeah. that. He said, he goes, I should know better. He goes, I played like shit. He goes, and my ego was too big. And I let my ego get in my way of me. And so he admitted that that he let the guy get the best of him. But... What does he think an amateur is going to do playing Phil Helmuth in round one of a of a head up? He's going to do whatever he can to get under his skin. See, back in the day when I used to talk a lot of shit, yeah. the people who came back at me and was trying to stick it back to me would get to uh-huh. me because I was an emotional person. 
And there was only like two people that ever did it because, you know, everybody knew that even though I talked a lot of shit, I was, it was never mm-hmm. like, it was never like when Phil would like berate people, whatever. I, it would be more jokingly like, and it'd be, oh, it was always with people I know, except for one guy. I think it was a 2006 main, seven main event. He kept talking shit and coming after me. I said, I'm going to bust you. I'm going to bust you. I'm going to bust you. Keep coming at me. I'm going to bust you. And he came at me with a seven of clubs called the use re-raised, flopped the flush draw, put it all in, and I busted him. He had a flush draw against with a seven against my aces. And as he was leaving, I was like, bye-bye, bye-bye, yeah. have a nice day. <laughs> because he was like, one, there was like two people, maybe three, that really came at me. He was one of them. Uh, the rest of the guys that come at me were people I know. We would go. We always went back and forth. But there was one guy that really knew how to get under my skin, and it was lighting me up. And uh, yeah. it was very hard to keep it together. And I, I remember saying to myself, damn, if everybody ever did that to me in a game, I go, I'd be in trouble because I felt it. It was bothering me. You know what I'm saying? And Phil's a really yeah. emotional person, so he did not let up. And he was out of line, the guy. The guy. I mean, giving him, flipping him off. Too fam- you know, the people want to say, well, Phil, Phil just got what he deserved. That's what he does to everybody else. Well, that's not true. Phil doesn't do that right. to everything everybody else. Phil plays poker, doesn't say a word. Now, if one of the people he, he knows or even he does things to people he doesn't know, but he'll be like, if he doesn't know him, he'll be like, I'll get you, you amateur. You don't know who you're messing with. Keep messing with me. I'll get you, right? Or if it's somebody he knows, like Zeno or whatever, he'll say, Zeno, you're the worst. You play that hand so shitty. But Zeno knows them. They're good friends, right? People don't realize that. And yeah. some of the people don't realize they think Phil's just talking down. How could he talk to that person like that? Well, Phil, they're friends. You know, they're, but, yeah. but like I explained to Phil, too, is people that are watching this on the outside, they don't know that you guys are friends. So it looks like you're looking like an idiot to some guy who just wants to play poker. See, but Phil would never do what that guy did to him. And even I was talking to Maury, who run, who, who's the producer, and he thought the guy was way out of line. So do a lot, most of the pros. But, you know, Daniel wanted to comment and say, yeah, Phil's been being like that to people for years, and he couldn't take it. Yeah, Phil, as a professional, should have shut the fuck up, kept his head down, beat the guy, said... And after he beat him, say, well, thank you for fucking being an asshole. I'm gl- uh, Have a nice fucking day. That's what he should have done. You know, instead, I mean, he really let him get under his head. And Phil played like dog shit. I mean, dog so, so shit. What was Daniel's Phil, motive you're, you're for chiming in? What's that? What was Daniel's motive for chiming in? Well, Daniel said, well, you treat people like shit for years, and now you can't take it from an amateur. Okay, now, okay. I mean, Daniel's giving Phil the ribbing, too, because that's what Daniel does. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. And yeah. then Phil blocked, yeah. <laughs> Phil blocked him. And so, yeah, like, I so I was talking with Daniel, and I'm like, I'm like, Phil just blocked you, dude. And he's all like, <laughs> he did? He goes, oh, now it's World War Three. He's going to block me. I'm going to get him. And then he went on there and just went fucking ape shit. Now, Phil unblocked him, by the way. But at the time, it was pretty funny because, you know, rightfully so. Like, listen, Phil, like, what, like one thing I agree with Elon Musk about, Twitter is war. 
When you get on Twitter, you're getting into a, into the arena, and you got to be willing to go to war. And if you can't go to war and fight, and then you shouldn't be on Twitter. So when you just start, Phil, Phil, what'd you say? I didn't hear you. I don't you. want to deal with any bullshit on social media. There you go. There's Phil. <laughs> he doesn't want to deal with bullshit on social media. But social media is a war zone. You know, there. That's the thing is, Phil always wants to look at everybody's comments. Where ninety percent of the people that make comments, they're trolls. They don't give a fuck. You know, who gives a fuck right. with a guy? Like, who cares with a guy with seven followers, 30 followers, 60 followers said? Now, you see a guy with 5,000 or more followers that chimes in, then you can fucking say something. Phil, you know, like, I, I didn't realize like that. So one guy, a couple people were talking shit about me commenting on, uh, you know, that guy Martin. Like, like if you read him, you can see like a bunch, like he was full of shit. And there were some really bad comments towards me. And then I look him up. One guy had seven followers. Another guy had 24 followers. Like, give me a fucking break. I'm not even going to block him. Like, nobody, who gives a fuck, you know? So you, that's man. that's Phil's biggest problem. Anyways, we got to go. Got yeah. other people. Uh, hey, Mike. Hey, thanks for your time. Good luck this summer, man. I'll see you out there. Take care. You got it, my man. Take care. All right, 702-329-0480. Give me a call. Uh, anybody else want to talk about uh, this uh, cheating scandal? Uh, we will be more than happy to chime in. What's up, Mike? Hey, man, Donnie welcome to the mouthpiece. Who's this? Donnie from Colorado. What's up, Donnie? How you been, man? Not bad at all. Uh, just, you know, I wanted to call in about these... Uh, the cheating allegations and that sure. and I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, you relate it to relationships that people have, girlfriends, husband, wife, whatever. Mm -hmm. Usually things start to come out after the detective work's been done, right? Right. Where you see this, you see that, an email, a text. Um, the, the, you're not usually just coming out of the woodworks unless you catch them red-handed or mm -hmm. in, in poker, for instance, someone makes fake chips or brings fake chips to a tournament or something mm -hmm. where you get caught red-handed. I mean, for these guys to say this and there's any allegation, I mean, I, I can't confirm or deny the allegations personally, of course, but mm -hmm. there's got to be some truth to it. I mean, there, there's relationships to protect. There's um, a lot to protect with these big names at mm -hmm. that level for it to come out like this hot and heavy it didn't just happen yesterday, right? I think this has been going on for, well, yeah. I mean, been it's been on going on for years. three years and they were banned, uh, 15 months ago, approximately. And right. nothing came out. Now I know that there's at least four or five other very, very top name players that are implicated on this that haven't names have not been released yet. And I am not going to be the person to release them because it's not my duty. I tried to release sure. these names a year and a half ago on my podcast. I reached out to Daniel about it, and he told me they were cracking down on the RTA, which they did. But the fact, like I said, that these people were kicked out over a year ago 
for all this and nothing was public is very bad. I just think, I mean, maybe, you know, listen, people, people want to wash it under the rug. They're like, okay, they're off the thing. We know they cheated. Uh, we don't have nothing to worry about again. But if this would have been public. Does, when, yeah. when no one says anything, it makes it now, in hindsight, makes it almost seem like cheating's somewhat acceptable. Right. Because there was no action taken. So now it's like, wait a minute. Where, on what platform am I safe, you know? Yeah. And, and, and again, uh, it's... I don't. I just don't see where. If these people, I mean, according to Daniel, it was sixty, but all of them were not. They don't. They have no proof that were guilty uh, of of major. But but he does know who. Let's just say ten of the twenty big name. I just think that if these people have all been outed. Let's out twenty. Uh, let, let's act whatever whatever big name player that hasn't been outed, and I know three or four of them. Let's out them, and um, right. and, and let's move forward and make the game more secure, and make sure this doesn't happen again. This is what I've been saying for years. I've been saying back even in the in the early two, middle two thousands is they online poker was originally designed for people to play $1, $2, $2, $5 in the middle of the country that yeah. had no poker rooms to go to to enjoy playing the game they love. No, it was never, yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember 2004, 2003, Phil Helmuth says to me, it's just a matter of time, Mike, before they're playing 100, 200 limit hold them online. I said, Phil, are you crazy? I go, you know how easy it is to be on the phone with three, four crazy, people Phil? playing 100, 200 limit hold them? I go, people will, yeah. be, people will cheat nonstop. That was one 200 limit. Now they're playing two, 400, right. 500. Now they're playing 500, 1,000, no limit and limit. I mean, again, yeah. I don't want to accuse people. But it's right. fucking easy to cheat if you want to cheat, okay? If yeah. I want to cheat and I was a pile of shit, okay, I could just yeah. get in the biggest games with two of my friends. We could sit three of us in a six-handed PLO game, and guess what? We're going to win over. infinite money, infinite money, okay? And, well, and the sick part is, the sickest part about that is that you could carry that that scheme on for months or years because if you're not greedy and you could do it for fucking ever if you're not greedy you know what i'm saying it's you're right again i don't think that what phil ivy did was cheating with the baccarat thing i think i don't think so at all i think that he put down the rules hey i want this i want this they they obligated and they did it they didn't have to do it okay but i I totally agree there's a but okay Phil could have been. Phil could have done this and picked up three, four hundred thousand for years. Nobody would have known anything. Greed right. is a problem. Right. He's like, That's well, true. we don't know how long we're going to be able to do it. Let's go for as much as we can. What do you, Twelve what million. Do you try to pull off what ten million or something. Right? Twelve million and nine million. Right. You're talking about numbers like that, yeah. and and people, 
They're like, okay, he brings this girl in every time. He asks for all these things. Something don't seem. See what I'm trying to say? But if if he was betting, let's just say he was betting big, but but uh, mixing it up, so he was losing a little bit, winning a little bit, and he's picking up a couple hundred, couple hundred. Motherfucker would have made a hundred million, and maybe still be doing it. See what I'm saying? Right. And so this is where greed comes in. Okay. and, 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 and unfortunately, uh, so many people will do anything for money. I mean, like I've been saying it for years. They fucking kill people at 7-Eleven for 40 fucking dollars. What do you think Seriously. they'll do on a fucking unregulated internet poker game that they're playing 2-400 PLO where people it's are winning or losing 50000 a hand? I mean, come on, yeah, man. So, you know what? So I look at Brent Kenny, right? Mm-hmm. I know he's got some skill. I'm not. I don't he's a great, great guy. poker player. Okay. So, so he, I'll be honest with how, you. Again, this is what bothers me the most. I believe. Okay. After Phil Ivy, now Phil Ivy's finally on the comeback trail, and he struggled with a lot of um, substance abuse and other shit that took him down. But he's doing great now. And anybody that has a comeback story, a redemption story, and gets their life together and makes a comeback, I am big fans of. You know what I'm saying? Likewise. Totally. Yeah. But Brent, beside Phil, I believe that Bryn Kenny is the best poker player all around that I've ever played with. When And I mean, like, I never even knew he knew all the mixed games. And then I played mixed games with him last year or the year before. I said, when did you learn how to play Omaha? I didn't even know he was any good at all. I mean, I, I knew he was an f- unbelievable right. limit stud player and limit holding player. But I didn't know he knew all the split games and the draw games. This guy is like the most rounded player, you know, I've ever played. I think he's fantastic. So, so that's kind of where I was headed with right. that. You see him on TV and, and it's title after title for right. several years. And it's like, why? Right. Well, why would he do this? Well, he, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna answer that question. Okay. Bryn Kinney gets three, four million dollars together. Bryn Kinney goes broke. Bryn Kinney gets four or five million dollars together. Bryn Kinney goes broke. Bryn Kinney gets ten million dollars together. Bryn Kinney goes broke. Bryn Kinney is a degen. He bets on everything and anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you're as good you as he know is, that lifestyle. you know right, that. Right, right, right. That, when you're as that. good as he is, but you have gambling leaks. There comes a point yeah. where, well, I could stake this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy in all these big games, and I could do this, this, and this, and I could print all this money to support my lifestyle. Does that make sense? And so when I mean, you have I, the 5, 10, and 20, and $50 million, a million becomes like 10 grand or something. Correct. To correct. The, to the average person where you're correct. just like, yeah, I'll bet fucking, you know, Fifty thousand dollars a game on on four games today, Correct. eight games today, whatever. Yeah. And so, so again, I like Brig Kenny. I I really do. I mean, I to me, this really. I always was a you know I, not a fan. Like I, I am. Yours, I was a big big Brig Kenny fan. Big Brig Kenny fan. Uh-huh. And we've always gotten along. He's always been nice to me. But I also knew three years ago when Daniel said Brig Kenny made ten million in a month. Something was wrong. I mean, it, you just don't, you can't do that. You could be the best player in the world. You just, there's too much variance in poker. 
to do that. That means I'm, I should be making a million a month then. I'm kidding, uh, but you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I felt you something might have been wrong. You know, then I got proof right. that something was wrong three, uh, 15 months ago. You know, then I, I found out now they were all kicked off. You know, I remember Bryn Kenny had this sweet-ass deal with GG. He was making a fortune in Rake and all this stuff. Yeah. I didn't know all this, okay? No, but when I, he I was let, I heard now. But he was let go when all this happened 15 months ago. So, again, Daniel knew about Bryn Kenny, Ali, Schindler, Savaral, and there's four or five others I can name that have not been named yet, but they need to be named. Okay, I mean, that I know of. There, there were 60 of them. How many other top players? You know what I'm saying? And, sure. and all I'm saying is this needs to be addressed. Okay? I well, I am not blaming anybody. Yeah. I just think that Gigi needs to make a statement, and they need to say, this. Ha- these are the people that were, were relieved uh, over a year ago. This is what was confiscated for, from them. This is what we have on them, and uh, and they and that's it. And and then once it's addressed, uh, we move forward. GG Poker moves forward, and we make sure it doesn't happen again. But right, but uh, here's the, th- the the issue I have with it, and you know you can kind of relate this to legalization of certain drugs and stuff like mm-hmm. decriminalization, and mm-hmm. uh, with you know prior to legalization with marijuana and, and psychedelics and stuff. I don't care what anybody does, but when you decriminalize something, it's not really legal and it's not really illegal, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just using this as an example. What they've done with this situation, there, there's no guidelines. It's like you take no action. People are still cheating, whether they've been banned or not or are continuously playing mm-hmm. other people that are haven't been caught on to yet. It's like when it's when something's decriminalized or there's no action taken legally – everybody just continues to do it and then it becomes almost validated where it's like yeah you can smoke pot anywhere you want yeah you can eat mushrooms go ahead whatever and nobody cares which it it just feels that way to me where like i've been cheated i've had many accounts refunded for players being banned and cheated on different sites that i won't mention but um just I've been playing for about 20 years, and I've been through the ringer with that shit. And it, mm-hmm. I know I've been colluded many, many times. It, I, I, this isn't a sob story. Yeah. But my point is there's never any action taken until the cat is entirely out of the bag. And it's, it, happened it, all the time, bro. It, it's just crazy to me because I love poker. I love the online aspect. I love everything about it, and it's just sad that most of us don't have the confidence that we're in a, a fair game. Yeah, and um, listen, you know, it's one thing somebody's talking about. Like, if you're playing mid-stakes games and shit, I mean, you really got nothing to worry about. You know, you're playing 5, 10, 10, 20. But again, yeah. when they put in the six max PLOs, the six, I, I, I said to myself, I'm like, are these, I go, this is crazy. It's like, it's so easy for two of us to sit in the same game and they couldn't win. If me and you sat in the same game in a P- six max PLO 50 100 game. Yeah. We're, we're just going to print money. It doesn't I matter. I never even thought about that, Mike. That, you know, that's a, that's And so again, I'm not saying I don't it. know anybody that has cheated and done that, 
But I guarantee you there, there's plenty that have because they don't have to do anything but play ABC straightforward and, uh, and, and, and you just can't Virtually win. Virtually cannot lose, right? Yeah, you just can't win. That's sick. Yeah. So, you know, um, I've always been against uh, playing high-stakes poker real high online because, again, I've had two losing months in 26 years playing live poker but lost $4 million mm-hmm. online. Um, right. Uh, you know, that just doesn't add up. I mean, even if I, even if I played long hours and – didn't play my best, and I used to watch you play online back in the early two thousands. Whenever that was, I mean, I mean, I used to crush it me, when me and constantly when me and Prolod Friedman were on Ultimate Bet playing fifty hundred no limit every day. We absolutely destroyed the game. I mean, then we would battle for ten hours head up because we were the two best. On, uh-huh. We were the two best, and we would just battle and battle and. I mean, I remember some of the days Perlava would go on tilt and he would just just auto ship 10,000, 10,000, like raise I three bet. He just four bet rips the fucking <laughs> six, four yeah. off. I would have like Kings coin. I mean, he would just punt, yeah. right? But we when he wasn't tilted, Perlava was like the best. I mean, he was a battle of battles. I mean, me and him were the like yeah. really the two best in like 2000. 2004 online battling and stuff before we moved the games over and to full at tilt. that time it, it felt like it was a fair game it seemed to me yeah well in, you in know, certain settings i just remember 2006 i'll never forget this all these 21 and 22 year old kids were walking in with bags and bags of cash and i'm yeah. like where do these people get all this money they sit in a live game and they were terrible right and yeah. then I find out that these guys, this guy, this guy, this guy are three of the biggest winners online. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, how could these guys be three of the These guys are terrible, right? I, so I totally like, agree because I'm You a have to ask yourself then too. where were some of them getting the money? Again, I don't, I, I'm not going to accuse anybody, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just sure. saying. I know, that's the problem. I mean, that was the big joke that we used to talk about. Like, look at this online idiot. Right. That's what, and back in the days, that's what all the, the live pros used to say. Oh, look at this online idiot. Oh, another online idiot. Sure. Oh, seats open for the online idiots. Right. And then absolutely. And then we used to always say, well, let's look back at the online idiots that became great players. You have Scott Seaver. You have uh, Jason Mercier. You had um, uh, Brian Rast. I remember Brian Rast first started playing. Uh, his name was Tassa Rast online. And I'm like, uh-huh. let's just follow this guy around. He's terrible, right? And he was. Now he's just a crusher, huh? I think, one of, I, I think he's one of the top five players, top three best players in the world, okay? Yeah, but, he's pretty just But I know nasty. how good he got. But I'm just trying to say. Well, there, no, I, I get it. There's very Even few people. Wrist, you could tell. You could probably name, I don't know, now there's a lot more, but 20 people that were great online that started online that became great live tournament and cash game players. There just isn't many. Okay. And yes, online is different. Yes. Online is more about math, GTO, whatever, you know, where live is so much about live reads and, and seeing situations and stuff, but it's not that different to where, 
your guy sits down, he's a complete idiot, and he's got bags of money, and they say he's top three online you know, players. Yeah, you you're know? not a fish out of water at a lot when, of when Paul Volpe, When Paul Volpe was coming up, uh, uh, said, so talk about, hold on a second, talk about Lauren Roberts, if you're aware of it. It was proven Bryn ghosted her account through text messages that were shared. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I had a feeling the guy was telling the truth on that. Um, yeah, I just, I heard that recently, like within hours too. Yeah. That that. So, so you know, uh, you know, back what we were just talking about. Uh, um, yeah. I lost my train of thought. Um, Volpe. Oh, yeah, Volpe. So my brother says to me, this guy, Paul Volpe's so good. He's going to be the next superstar, right? And Paul mm-hmm. Volpe, he, my brother met him in one in like his uh, forum. My brother used to have, and so he wanted me to meet Paul Volpe. So we got on the phone, we started talking, and blah blah blah, and we became friends. And at the time, I said, my brother said he's going to be one of the best ever. I kind of laughed. I said, oh, he'll just be another online fucking washed up has been. And as it turns out, Paul Volpe is. 100% in the top 10 best all-around players in the world. I mean, even his mixed yeah. games have become great. I mean, when he... I finished mm, 10th in or 11th in the 10K Omaha 8 that he won. Um, I said, Paul Volpe will win a bracelet in every game but Omaha 8 because he sucks at Omaha 8. And then he wins the bracelet in Omaha 8, right? So I kind <laughs> yeah. of ate, I yeah, ate of my words. Of course, the board did. You want that 10K? Of of course, the the board did did come deuce, deuce, six, and I had one, two, three, and got 80 million bets in when he had uh, one, three, uh, ace, three, ace, three, queen, queen, and rolled off uh, the queen on the river. Queen on the river to fucking bury me. And uh, he wins that pot, which crippled me. And then he won the tournament. So, uh, uh, you know, yeah, but people get lucky. But, you know, I always talk about that hand. Numb. I'm like, if you didn't hit that fucking queen on the river, I'd probably win this fucking tournament oh, against shit. you, you motherfucker. You know, so. Real quick, what's a, what's a guy like Rast? I mean, not to talk about his financials, but he, I mean, he's making millions a year playing those games. He doesn't he? even play anymore. He's so rich. He was one of the very few people at the beginning of Bitcoin that said Bitcoin's the next best thing. He put all his money in Bitcoin, and he's worth infinite. He he doesn't even play anymore. He yeah. plays very seldom. But the one yeah. thing Rask does now, which he doesn't didn't do before, is he used to play the nosebleed games at the Aria or the Bellagio during the series. And now he's uh-huh. got so much money that last year he decided to play all the tournaments, and he told me, I think I'm just going to play the tournaments during the World Series because they're challenging to me. So getting Brian Rast That's playing cool. every day at the World Series in these 10Ks is really good. It's good for poker. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, I love Brian Rast. He's uh, one of my favorite I, people I love, in poker. Yeah, I've met him. I, I don't know him as it's on great a personal guy. level. But great, great human being. Just a really humble guy, you know? Yeah. And uh, um, so I'm looking hey, forward man, to seeing this. I wish you the best of luck. You want to win that uh, that 10K PLO8, right? I want that one pretty bad. Well, I, I fucking hope bad. you get it, Mike. Uh, I'll, I, I'll be out in Vegas at some point. Hope to see you. Uh, right. Sounds good. You know, I know you got other callers, and I don't want to keep the line up it. forever, but I wish you the best of luck, Mike. I'll Thank see you, you so Vegas, much. Hopefully. Thanks for calling.
Have a good one. Later. See ya. All right. 702-329-0480. Yo. Hello. Welcome to the Mouthpiece with Mike. What's up? Hey, how you doing, man? Good, Good, man. Who's this? This is Corey from Indiana. Hey, Corey. How's it going, my friend? Thanks for calling the show. I appreciate it. Pretty good. Pretty good. Appreciate you calling me back. Yeah. Uh, so, um, well, first off, I, uh, I'm working on getting a, uh, uh, the loophole that Texas and Ohio have as far as legal poker going okay. in Indiana. So okay. I just kind of want to get a little more, uh, word out about that. Um, side note, uh, dealers or, uh, players who chastise dealers and blame them for losing are the worst. The worst. Also want to just put that out there. They are the worst. Uh, so, um, in reference to everything we're talking about right now, though, um, so uh, the the I can't remember the gentleman's name, but the guy that uh, was on Doug Polk's podcast Martin, the other day, the, the Martin guy, Martin, right? Martin, yeah. Um, so, just a general statement, uh, totally a personal opinion, I guess, from just watching mm-hmm. that. But um, I I believe what he's saying is true for sure. But did you get kind of uh, the same, maybe take things with a grain of salt because it's coming from a, not exactly the most I mean, trusted I, source? I think a lot of the things he was saying he was making up as it goes. Uh, but I don't think he was making up the part of how Brink Kenny acted when he wanted people in the games and what he did mm-hmm. to get that rake and what he did... Uh, uh, with the multi, I, I believe that was all. True. It just, it was, it just, the things that came out of his mouth that were true, you knew about. I thought mm-hmm. it was funny, like he wanted to throw the people under the bus that they, like, like he would call the fuckheads or the jerk offs. But then when Doug right. would ask him about the other guy, oh, I don't want to name names. So it's like you want to name half the names, you don't want to name the other names, right? So, like, even somebody in my right, chat, it begs the question: Why? Even somebody you know, in my like, my chat just now, they you know. go, "Well, why don't I release like the four or five other top player names that I know about were were outed on GG?" Well, I don't know the whole story of what they did. I was told <laughs> from a very credible source because all the people that have been outed were told to me fifteen months ago. I knew he was telling the truth fifteen months ago. He also brought up these other people, so I'm pretty sure they're true. But that doesn't – that's Daniel's job, okay? Daniel knows who was kicked off a year ago. Daniel knows the top players that had their money confiscated. And they need to do what is correct and outing these people, not me. See what I'm saying? Um, and uh, – and I, 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 I know there there might be a few people that might not be happy with it or whatever, but right now, if they just come forward and say, okay, this was done a year ago, these are the people that were kicked off GG for cheating, they had, did RTA, multi-accounting, blah, 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 this money was confiscated for them, um, oh, we, we felt like it was just going to be something we never had to worry about again as it comes forward and it's come to light of everything that has happened. 
they they write out a statement and then they they implicate the people who the people that the top player you know people that people know i mean you don't need to implicate joe smith from scarborough fucking texas you know who gives a fuck you know but you do need to implicate the the people who people know about and it just needs to be addressed that's all and it will be you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to Again, if anybody thinks I'm trying to knock Daniel for not saying this, I'm not because he admitted, like he said, I couldn't comment on other people's account. I feel that's kind of a easy way out. Um, and I think with him being the face of GG Poker, he should, uh, they should, uh, they should uh, put out a statement and implicating these people, and then, um, and then we'll go from there and we'll. Or do the healing process, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah. What uh, what do you think about this idea proposed of a, a blacklist? Well, of some sort. I did bring it up. I think I think that that blacklist needs to start once it's implicated. From day one, it's implicated. In other words, you can't go back and blacklist these people in the past because then you'd have to blacklist Bonomo and. And fucking bless all those people that multi accounted back in the day and that have apologized that have been pretty square since then. You know what I mean? So, and I believe in second chances. So uh, I just think Mm -hmm. that going forward, it's put out in the public forums. Anyone caught using RTA, multi accounting, or cheating will be lifetime banned from all internet and all live events. Okay. I believe the people involved in this scandal should get anywhere from a one-year to two-year ban from all poker, uh, no more than two, and uh, and then moving forward, uh, you know, they get a second chance. That's my opinion. It, you can use it with a grain of salt. You said accountability, and there just needs to be more consequences and they're just uh, not that there's a way to, there needs to be accountability uh uh about um what was what was done that's all uh yeah somebody wrote on there that i was going to drop a bunch of names uh and i did have this guy that was going to come on the show today that was going to drop a bunch of names and he pushed out at the last second because he didn't want to deal with the consequences of maybe how he's going to be attacked for doing it. And I apologize for that. Um, I'd hate to scare away any other whistleblowers from coming forward, but yeah. uh, it, it is, it, it takes some, I hate to use the word bravery, but yeah. courage to, to out people that were once your friends for sure. Mm-hmm. But, but if there's more of a, a generalized opinion of accountability and ways that we can hold these people accountable and not just leave the whistleblower out there in the wind. I think that's a, a way we can move toward a more positive direction as a community. Yeah. Right? And, and like even Daniel told me yesterday, he's like, why are you having an anonymous person come on? Uh, that's not fair to the poker world. And I said, uh, well, um, some people don't want, to know who who they are. And then he said, well, people are going to know my voice and the implications Mm -hmm. on him are not worth it to him, he said. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I... He has received 
right. Right. You know, and so that's he had he had received death threats from a few people from a year and a half ago. Uh mm-hmm. and so he doesn't want to deal with it right now. So I, I I'm gonna For let sure. that go and I'm gonna let Daniel and Gigi make the statement. I think it's not my place and time. Um but there is uh, of the 60 people, I mean, there's at least 30 that 100% are factually cheated. There's a lot of them that they took their money with a pretty high suspicion. You see what I'm saying? But the, one, the, ones, the ones that were kicked off that they had proof of that are named players should all be outed and there should be um uh, that's that they that's their consequence for for doing it you know what i'm saying even if you don't give them a ban from here on out their consequences there needs to be a, a, a accountability and um oh, the court public opinion uh if nothing that, else they, they yeah they, and you can't just again there's a lot of things that that guy said that weren't that i believe weren't true so if I was a defense lawyer, right, like let's just say bring bring Kenny comes on my show, right, and he wants to clear his name, his defense lawyer is going to say he's going to take everything that that Martin says and he's going to just chop. There's, I mean, there was so many. Uh, any defense lawyer would uh, would absolutely take everything that Martin said and pretty much destroy it all. You see what I'm saying? That's why I told people I said there's a lot of things he's lying about. So you better, if you know how to read people for a oh, living, yeah. you better see the things he's yeah. telling the truth because it was pretty obvious the things he was telling the truth about and the things you could look at and say, this guy's fucking full of shit. I'm just trying to figure out how somebody who's 26 years old that nobody's ever heard of, right? Him and all these people mm-hmm. are, are getting, here, here's $300,000 bankroll. Do you know how much $300,000 right. is? Do you know how hard I've had to work the last two, three years to get myself over $300,000 together? Do you you know how hard? You just think somebody's just throwing around, here's $300,000 to go play with. Everybody in my stable had $300,000. Sorry, I do not believe that. Okay? I don't believe that. I thought he was full of shit on that. Okay? Okay. It's just... All right, listen... Uh, even when I've been and I've been staked many a times, my, my and I was staked to play in the biggest games. They didn't they didn't give me three hundred thousand. They they said right. here's a hundred thousand, Mike. Go play this big game. You know, here's fifty thousand. Go play this. Enough people giving you three hundred thousand. Oh, he I, he's got a stable of twenty five people, and they all got three hundred thousand. Get the fuck out of here. Right. If he bring, one thing about Bryn Kenny, this thing I know. That motherfucker was a didn't give away money, okay? He's not in there fucking giving. But then again, I mean, if you got uh, some nobody, a bunch of nobodies colluding in a game, you know that nobody right. will know about. Maybe that's how, that's what you do. You grab people off the rail and and you get them. I don't know. I just know that I've been staked in the biggest games in the world. I've played the big. Nobody ever gave me 300,000 of these stakes. And I'm telling right. you the biggest games, okay? Mm-hmm. I think 200 somebody gave me once, you know? So, 
Right. That whole thing made no sense to me. There's so many things made no sense to me. So, do you think this is a slightly tangential question? But do you think there should be a uh, just an ethical policy of when there's any sort of equity swaps when you're at the same live table with someone, they should be disclosed? Well, uh, me and Phil, whenever table. Phil had a piece of me, he told the whole table, "I got half a mic. Absolutely, I got a third of mic. Right? I, I, okay. I absolutely believe that." Anytime somebody has a piece of you in a game, it, the table should know. Absolutely. Like when Chad Powers got caught with the big cheating scandal uh, uh, at the beginning of COVID, right? They're like, oh, he was staking five people in the game and nobody knew about. Well, I knew it. I walked into the game. He, he was, I was one of the people I was, he was staking. I was playing for like 20%, 25%, Right. And he told me how great this game is. They had all these suckers in the game. I get there, and there's me and five people I know. He's staking five people in the game, but nobody else knew about it. See what I'm saying? And it, what ends up happening is they had, like, a WhatsApp or Telegram uh, stream, and they were videotaping. Look how great this game is. This idiot just put 400000 with a 5-6 offsuit. This guy called with two deuces. Well, these are two people who were right. horses. So they were doing what they were doing right. is they were trying to get people down there, the the suckers in the game, to show all this fake action that was going on, and uh, and then his horses would be, and nobody knew they were his horses. So that in itself is when you've got eight people in the game, three suckers, and five of them are good players in your horse, and and working for you, and they're they're working for thirty percent. You know, to me, that's pretty unethical. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree with absolutely. you. Absolutely. All right, man. Got to go. Got to see if there's some other calls. It's getting late. I want to watch some basketball. Have a great night. I appreciate you taking me. Shout out to the Poker Palace, Lafayette, Indiana. Soon All to right. Come. Shout out to the Poker Palace, Thanks, Lafayette, man. Indiana, my man. You got it. Take care. You too, man. Thanks, Mike. Yep. So, um, anybody else want to call? We have How many more calls we got? Yo, welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. Oh. Hey, hey how Mike, are you? Please. Hey, good. How are you? Good, man. What's your name? Uh, Luis. Luis. Uh, Brazil gun. Okay. Oh, it's Luis. What's up, buddy? Yeah. What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing finishing touch. Uh, I've been doing a lot of touches today on our uh, poker room that uh, that we're going to all be involved with. So... A lot of good news today. I'll talk to you about that later. So what's going on, my man? Okay, great. How much? I was just going to have you talk about, you know, some of the app stuff in addition to the online stuff you're talking about right now. Okay. Well, the app stuff, okay, Luis on the phone has won 350000 in our game the last three days. Oh, sorry, Luis. Didn't want didn't to out you for that. Uh, it just happened to <laughs> slip off my mind. Um, you're on a pretty good run there, buddy. Yeah, it's not a bad run. Not a bad run. I mean, uh, I'm a little disappointed. You only won two hundred eighteen thousand in one day when the record was two twenty five. I mean, I don't understand why you didn't go for the record there, buddy. Anyways, I tried. I know you I did, dude. You did good, man. You've been you've been running good, playing good. It's good to see. Uh, so, um, what's your? Uh, you have any take on this whole uh, cheating thing? Yeah, it's uh, 
I don't know, pretty pretty unfortunate to see. You know, I I, I think that there should be some sort of verification for players playing online. You have to, you know, uh, keep your a camera on or buddy. You know, uh, think I've been saying this for fucking seven, fifteen, seventeen years since oh five. <clears throat> I said, stop with the anonymity and. Where is the online poker room opening up that, especially with the technology nowadays where you sit in front of your laptop and your face is in, is, is, yeah. is the avatar. And basically you could talk like we're talking right now live to anybody in the game. So it becomes more of a live game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, yeah. And I think you should use your real name too. Like you, absolutely. Know, you can have a screen in, but also, you know, you should be able to click the screen and see who is this person, where where are they playing from, where are they, where do they live? Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I've been saying this for years, man. And the, you know, yeah, okay. So the app we play on, you're not going to get accountability, but we know everybody who plays on our game, so it's like, yeah. you know, we don't yeah. have to worry about any cheating or any of that. But I mean, you go to the other poker RRR games, and. In the Poker Bro games, I mean, there's so much ghosting and cheating going on. It's a joke. You know, I I lost fifty four thousand in this playing uh, Chinese Joker, and and Ryan lost one hundred and six thousand. We find out later we were getting cheated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, of so yeah, it's, uh, good, yeah. it's pretty. It sucks. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's just going to keep going on. So when you play. An unregulated site, a shitty fucking twenty dollar app. I mean, you're just begging to get cheated. I, I mean, I don't understand. Uh, you know, like in uh, one thing on King's Club, uh, Mark's site is. Uh, you know, he they they're really protected. They have, you know, they look for you. You could check out IP addresses. Um, where uh, we caught a guy who in our game, my home game, who. We were really good at two. We let this guy in a one-two game win twenty-five thousand. We didn't care how much he won. We get. We just told him straight out, do not play anyone head up PLO because the guy was really good and our players were really bad. And then we catch him playing on the PLO. We get really pissed off, and um, then we <clears throat> we were going to give him one more chance. And then he he started he beat a couple of the suckers in our game, and they start talking shit. Right and the and the guys and they were guys that played every day. You know they would lose a thousand a week playing one two every day, sometimes more. And he's winning and he started talking shit. And a couple of the guys in our game that they said uh, a couple of the people who I'm very loyal to in our game, uh, Charlie was one who just called in, uh, said you know this guy is talking so much shit. To and I'm like, well, we don't need a guy winning all the money and talking shit to us. So we. We decide to tell him that he no longer can play. Then we find out, like, three months later, he re-signs up under somebody else's account, and we notice that he seemed to be playing a lot like the other guy. We find he wins, like, 6,500. We we go and look at the IP address. It was the same IP address of the guy we kicked out, and we told him straight out, we're confiscating your money, and we're giving it back to the players. You know what I'm saying? Because in, in the rules, it says if we find anybody who's kicked out that restarts, you know, you're able to, we're able to seize the funds. Now, because I'm a nice guy, I said, you know what? 
The guy won it fair and square, even though he shouldn't have been playing. And I gave him 3000 of the 6500 I took the other 3500 and gave it back to the players. I thought that was fair. That was I didn't fair. want to, I didn't yeah, want to be fair. the jerk off that took it. Could I have took it all? Absolutely. You know, and he admitted. Right. And first he tried to deny it, deny it. And we said, um, you could deny all you want. We have proof. You come clean or you get none of your money back. So finally he said, okay, I admit it. You know, I'm a broke poker player. I needed to make money. The room was really soft and I saw an opportunity and I shouldn't have done it. And you guys have every right to take the money. And I apologize. You know, he came clean like that. So I gave him the 3000, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, by the way, that goes to show anybody out there wants to play in my one, two online room, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com. We have really good games, 250 for 200 mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, in my home game, we have uh, probably five to eight people who play every day, uh, sometimes more. And we don't allow people that are group players to play. If they're, you know, the games are soft, you know. we when, when, it got, when the best player in our room would be the worst player in our app game, you know, that's... Uh, you know that's our that's our room. You know what I'm saying anybody anybody who joins our room, if they couldn't make two thousand a month playing poker, they two or three thousand, then they need to fucking give up poker. So just the way our room is. But hey, uh, sounds like I got a new room to join. This is nice. When you were sitting there, when you when you jumped in Ryan's uh, three six twelve the other day, and you like, ah, I just needed to do an orbit, right? I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> you know. Uh, and and I saw you fucking the Queen Ten ad where you just ripped it for sixty five hundred, and then you commented on it. You said, "What else can I do?" <laughs> That's one of my favorite comments you make, dude. Whenever you fucking run a big bluff, or what was the other the hand you had the other day where you went all in and you said before you went all in, you said, "I got no choice here." He goes, "I just got to play it like this," and then you moved all in with the nuts. And you got called, and I started laughing. I, I was had just no like, choice. I had the nuts. I, had no I mean, I mean, but you're, you know, you're pretty balanced. You know, you sit there and say, "I got no choice with nothing," and then, <laughs> but a lot of times, a lot of times, I know when you're telling the truth. Like, there's been times where I'm talking to Ben on the phone, and and then you type in, you still type in something like, "I got, I got no choice here." Um, I think Mike would move all in with this hand too. And you move all in. I said, this motherfucker has it for sure. And then you get called and you'd have it. And I would just laugh, dude. Yeah, but it's, uh, you know, I'm happy for you. You're, I really like you a lot. So I'm happy you're on this nice little run. Even though you, you said you dusted a hundred ball in the live game. Was that was at rivers? Yeah, it was close, it was close to a hundred. Was it Was a game good or did you play good or did you get drunk? Both. Both. I have to ask that because when Louise ain't drunk, he's like the best player in our game when he's fucked beside me. And when he's drunk, he's like the worst player in our game. So you have to be the biggest problem with people in our game is they don't realize when Louise is playing good or Louise is drunk. And sometimes you'll say you're drunk, but it it's pretty obvious that you're not right uh, which is, but these, that the lack of awareness is the reason why you've won all this money and I'm happy for you. So 
keep it up. Except don't Thanks, beat Mike. me. Don't beat me, man. But Sonny, uh, Sonny said something the other day, and he's 100% right. He's like, the game's been so sporadic this week. What's wrong with everybody? And I felt, and Ryan was in the game. I felt like saying, well, Ryan, if you'd let me and Ben play together at the same time, maybe we'd get five, six going at the, instead of like three or four. I mean, we need bodies, yeah. you know? It's like, it well, doesn't matter. right now. Who, what's yeah, that? I'm playing right now, and it's four-handed. I'm playing as we speak. Oh, you are? Who's in the game? I'm, uh, I got to go again. It's just, just me, me, Sonny, TJ, and Ryan. Yeah, okay. So, like, and here's the thing. Like, and, and I mean, again, I don't want to say anything about Ryan. I think Ryan's a great human being. I, I love what he's doing with uh, Hustler Casino Live. But Ryan wants that game four or five-handed. Ryan is a, can play a lot more hands short-handed and... Ryan plays with no fear, and he'll always say, well, I need to protect Sonny. We got – no, you don't give a fuck because when it's five-handed with Louis, with you and him and me and Sonny and TJ, I mean, it's not a good spot for them. You know what I'm saying? And you need to – we need to keep – we got to get that game eight, nine-handed every day only because it's better for the longevity of the game. And it's sure. uh, and it keeps and people like to play and you know when the game get like, Sonny was upset last night when the game broke you know I know you were tired you've been playing all night or whatever but you know I said Sonny I'll play four I I, I don't really want to I said uh, you know and he's like ah oh, you know this sucks I've been getting crushed and the game keeps breaking but I mean we got to do whatever we can to uh, you know to keep that to, to keep this game seven yeah. eight handed every night you know so. Yeah. Well, All right. Well, yeah, Louise, after, good luck. I'm gonna, podcast, as soon as I get off in. this podcast, I'm gonna jump in there and fucking fuck your ass up, man. So no, you're not. Good man, luck. I can't. I I punted. I punted eighty five hundred yesterday. I was so mad at how I punted this that I, for some reason, I have to punt like between eight and ten thousand a week. I I mean, I used to. I wasn't punting for a long time, but now I sure have been punting lately. And after I punted that eighty five hundred yesterday, I put my head down and. Really played good. It ended up winning like fifteen hundred. But uh, I mean, like you punted that twenty yeah. that twenty thousand punt. Oh god! And I'm thinking, did you do that on purpose because you're winning so much, or or were you just which one, uh, which one? at the seven eight into aces, whatever the fuck you five oh, yeah. to seven eight? It was the last ten you played. You were up a fucking a gazillion, and the last ten you played, you were like you five bet all in the seven eight spades and you're up against aces and you said what can i do <laughs> your favorite line <laughs> what can i do <laughs> all right man i'll see you online in a little bit man thanks for calling uh, i'll talk to you later mike later yep. all right uh all right let's get it let's get them in there and uh i, I got uh let's get one more in there it's been uh two hours so uh, luis good guy it's won three hundred forty thousand our game last three days hey Welcome to Mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, what's up, Mike? It's Nick from Yuma. How you doing? Good, Vic. How you doing, man? Thanks for calling the show. Nick. Nick. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Uh, first off, I want to shout out Michael Schultz, Derek Daddio, and Rich Newell in the chat. Okay. Um. All right. So you say that you, I guess, like you feel like you're not involved in those high stakes games games enough to out people mm-hmm. but 
this Martin Zamani guy, I never heard of this fucking guy until I saw him on the podcast. <laughs> I've so never like, seen him or heard of him in my life, ever. Now, I do talk to a couple people that have heard of him, but I have never seen the guy in my life, never heard of the guy. But you got to remember, I'm out of the loop, right? Uh, up until up until 2016, I didn't even know people played online poker anymore. I thought after Black Friday hit, there was no online poker in the next five years. I had no idea that people were even playing on stars and party all from the U.S. I had no idea. You know, they were using VPNs to play on account from from I, I, it didn't even cross my mind to even think about that. You know what I mean? So uh, I just when, don't. When I, when I, don't I hear you talk about it, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like that you don't want to upset people and you want to you're a nice guy and you want to get along with everybody. But you can't have that. Yeah. Like, well, I, it's not that I don't want to upset people. Okay, is I'm a very controversial figure. I don't give a fuck, and I say what's on my mind all the time. Okay, when it comes to something as big as this cheating scandal, and if I was to say these names without 100% proof, okay, then I'm liable. You see what I'm trying to say? Where Daniel has the proof because he knows who was kicked off. So he could say them and and then everything's clear. Is, you, does that make sense to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? It, like, it does make sense. It's like it's like when you when you like if you're trying to catch somebody and like unless you see it with your own eyes, you're not sure. Like, yeah. And, the name Bryn Kenny Ali, uh, Sam Sarral, and fucking Jake Schindler were dropped on me 15 months ago as being the biggest cheats on GG Poker, okay? Then they, they told me what they were doing. I then went to Daniel on this. I'm like, do you know anything about RTA? I'm like, some of the biggest people that you know are have been credibly by somebody I was brought came to my attention are cheating big time on, and then Daniel said, we have increasingly um, cut down on RTA and multi-accounting, and yes, it was bad for a while, but we are addressing it. And that was the last time I talked about it. I found out then, three months ago, that these not three months ago, three months after I had told Daniel about that, that Daniel knew about these top players, the ones that, that were just mentioned, and, uh, and, and didn't want to go public with it. And I was like, well, why doesn't he go public with it? Why are these guys allowed to play the Poker Go studio and play the high rollers? And all this has been confirmed. Like, even... When Alex Foxen came out the other day, he goes, well, me and everybody in here knows that Ollie and Schindler and whatever got kicked off GG for cheating, right? Really? So you guys all knew this, but nobody in the poker world was knew about it? See what I'm trying to say? It's like, why didn't these guys come forward? Why, didn't, why did this have to happen? Does that make sense? 
It does because, like, what you're saying right now with the thing with Ali getting banned from GG, you would think like I fuck I watch everything on poker. I would have seen something about that. I never saw anything. No, but I was, saw that. I was like, yeah, it was. It was no, no, no. It was crickets. And again, I don't want to take credit, or I don't want any credit. I don't give a fuck. I talked about the. I'll, I got to look up and, and quote what the podcast I talked about it. But it would have to be. It would have to be uh, the end of December of 2020 because that's when I, um, I, uh, the uh, cheating guy, the people who are cheating in our game got exposed, and the guy who exposed them told me about these guys cheating on GG. So uh, my podcast, I talked about it. I said there's three or four top top names that play in the poker, go high rollers that have been implicated in a very high-tech cheating scandal with multi-accountings and using RTA. I brought that up in the podcast. We, I would say it would probably be the podcast of uh, right after Christmas. It was in January 2021. Ja- the first week of January 2021, yeah. Those three names have not been Nowhere. exposed yet. Nothing had been exposed until this week. But yeah. when you say three names, uh, top three names of the poker go, like I'm thinking like Bonomo, Chidwick. Mm, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, right now you have Ali, Sam, and Schindler, and Kenny have been outed. Um, uh, there uh, again, I was told, like that this implicates anywhere between 20 and 30 top players. Uh, there was three or four other names that was told to me that they say is 100%. I don't know this. Daniel knows it. Daniel knows who was kicked off of GG for doing this. So in respect to Daniel and the respect for GG, because, you know, Daniel has a lot of interest in GG and he gets paid very big by them. It's it's his job to to have the management type out some kind of letter to the public and the poker world saying these are the guys, big name people that were kicked off. They need to be exposed, and that needs to be it. Uh, I'm itching itching at the bit. I'm itching at the bit to drop these names right now, but if I'm wrong. I, it's. I, I don't want to say. I, I just don't want to say it without proof. But I you mean, know you're not wrong. You you know you're not wrong. You know it 100. percent But when you say you use that word, it's his job. You make it sound like it's his duty or obligation. Well, yeah, it is. Community. It is. But Gat, the, it, Gat, how is it not yours? Also, you think your name doesn't carry merit in like it in does, the and it I does and I think, it, it does more and than I, you think. Yeah, and I and I brought these names to light a year and a half ago. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm not the one that gets paid five million a year or whatever he gets paid from GG. I'm not the one that owns a big portion of GG and is the top the top voice of GG and is the number one voice in poker. It's his job because he knows the detail. I don't know the detail of what they were kicked off for, what they did. I, I, I mean, we, we know they use RTA. We know, we know they multi-accounted. But he knows all the names, and it's his job to, to do that. And I'm sure that that will come to light 
here within the next week. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. I mean, once I those names sure. come, once those names come to light, then I will comment on them. I don't feel that without a hundred. Daniel has a hundred percent proof. You see, what I'm saying I don't. Just like when people wanted me to destroy Postal when he came on my show, well, they don't have proof that he's cheated. They they feel like he did. I let him come on the show and run his mouth and hang himself and you know anybody with with any kind of brain knows what he when he was telling the truth or when he was lying that's not my my job is to let a guy come on tell his side that's why i said if bring kenny wants to come on and tell tell his side of the story he could come on i will not ask him really hard questions because i will let him put his story out what he thinks and he feels happens and then the poker community could say he's telling the truth or he's lying, just like I did with Postal. That's it. And people want to think they're like, oh, you, you think Postal didn't cheat. You think Postal didn't cheat. Well, let me give you an idea. I never said that, okay? I have a very, very strong opinion of what Postal did, but I'll keep that opinion to myself. If that gives you an idea of what my thought process is, okay? Yeah, it's not, it's a, that's it. That's fine, but... but- you know what? Daniel represents GG. If he says anything bad about specific people, they're going to lose so much business. You can't put that on him. Why? Why? Why are they going to lose business? How are they going to lose business? If those people were kicked because off. If an, if an ambassador of the. But they were kicked is, off a year over a year ago. Okay. They were kicked off. And he probably figured, okay, these guys, we've caught them. They've been accountable. We don't need to go public, okay? But now that it's gone public, and again, I understand that. Daniel said it's not, we want, he's not allowed to comment on certain people's accounts. I respect that. But now that it's gone public, the people on that list need to be exposed. That's it. You know, because people are going to ask well, for accountability. Account, that people are going to say, I, we sure, want to know, you know? I, I'm sure that the of the cheating is a lot worse than we all will ever find out about. Well, That's yeah, they're, they, they're naming three or four people. I'm telling you, 60 were kicked off. 40, 30 to 40 of them are well-known names uh, that people know. And, uh, I mean, that's what I was told. I'm not saying I don't know that for true, you know. But I do know of four or five other top name players that, are on that list that have not been put in the public eye. And uh, if they're not put in the public eye in the next week on the next fucking podcast, I will put them out there. If that's a fair statement, I'll give Daniel and Gigi and the poker community enough time to do what they need to do because it really isn't my spot. You know what I mean? Uh, no, that's fair. I'll, I'll, but, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, here's here's a fair here's a fair statement. Go look at the ten biggest winners on GG Poker over the last three years, and I guarantee you, I promise you, eight of those ten have cheated. That's all you need to know. Let you do that. I'll let you do your it. own. I'll let you do your own homework. All right, man. Got to go. Have a great weekend. All right. See you on Monday. See you next Thanks, week. Mike. Later. Uh, I'm pretty beat. I want to watch some uh, basketball. 
uh, uh, I was going to talk about basketball a little bit. Um, Boston, I don't know if you guys follow me on Twitter. I told you it's going to win the East. I'm sticking with it. Their defense is suffocating. Uh, the people who really thought the Nets had a chance was a joke. I mean, they opened the Nets a dollar thirty. They bet Boston a dollar sixty. I mean, Boston should have been over two to one favorite in this game series. They were home field advantage. They played together all year. I mean, Kyrie played like hardly any games. You it, like Kyrie said it yesterday. Teams that are peaking are winning because they played together all year. I mean, and people will say, well, Kyrie could have played. He didn't want to get vaccinated. Well, fuck you. Fuck your fucking communist bullshit in a free country. The guy doesn't want to put a vaccine in his arm where 25-year-old athletes are dropping dead all around the fucking world that are perfectly healthy when he has basically zero chance of dying if he gets COVID. Where's my body, my choice? That's all I hear from the left. My body, my choice. I want an abortion. My body, my choice. It's my medical My medical, it's my body. Oh, wait a minute. Ain't your body now. Get your fucking ass vaccinated or you can't come into my club. You can't get on an airplane. You can't play home games in Brooklyn Arena. Who the fuck are these people? So I am not a Kyrie Irving fan. I think he's a douchebag. But on this subject, I 100% fucking back Kyrie Irving. Next week is my birthday next Saturday. Yeah. Uh, we are going to do a birthday podcast next Saturday. I would be out of town. You'll be out of town? Fuck you. When are you going to be back? Tuesday. Motherfucker? You're not going to be in town for my birthday? I feel really bad about that. You I motherfucker. Didn't, I didn't plan it that way. When you leaving? Oh, fuck you, man. All right. Well, we'll do a podcast maybe next Wednesday. Because let's see what comes out here in the next week about this. See what's going on in the NBA playoffs. See if somehow the Vegas Golden Knights can win the last four, including beating Dallas in over straight up. They cannot. They must. If the Golden Knights win the last four and beat Dallas in regulation, they are in the playoffs. So they can't sit there and bullshit. Well, we need help to get in. We got to do what we can. Well, guess what? You no longer need help to get in with Dallas losing two days ago. All you have to do is win your last four and beat Dallas in regulation, and you're in the playoffs no matter what Dallas does the other three games or the other two games. So have a nice day. It's all on you, Vegas. Nobody else. You want to be in the playoffs? Win your last four and shut the fuck up. And don't tell me about all the injuries you had all year. Good show, everybody. Thanks for all the call-ins. Uh, next week's my birthday. Danny won't be here. So it'll be the following week. Texas is still on the horizon. I will be moving to Austin, Texas after the World Series. I'm still waiting to finalize... Uh, all my involvement with 52 Social. Um, but it's going to be big for me and for poker in Texas. I'll see you all in about 10 or 12 days for 
the next episode of The Mouthpiece. Take care. The Mouthpiece.